are Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and today's episode is brought to you by Locked On NHL. Head on over to your favorite podcast app and listen to the latest episode of Locked On NHL, hosted by some amazing people here at the Locked On Network, and I'm sure that you will find some amazing content to consume by the amazing hosts from around the network. So like I said, make sure to head on over to your favorite podcast streaming platform and make sure that you listen to the latest episode of the Locked On NHL podcast. Today kicks off the first day of our grades and evaluations here of the Calgary Flames, and we do need to dive into that because I feel like it would be doing this roster a disservice if I did not go over their performances this season. And of course, you're going to want to follow me on Twitter for updates on programming and other weeks to come and other content and things like that. So make sure you are following me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. And of course, you are going to want to make sure you are following Locked on Flames and you're subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. July is a very busy month for the NHL. We have free agency kicking off. We have the expansion draft. And my goodness, make sure that you are listening to Locked on Kraken. The Seattle Kraken just hired one of my favorite people in the industry that I've had the absolute pleasure of getting to know and to meet and to be around in the hockey atmosphere, and that is Jay Leach. He was the head coach of the Providence Bruins, which is the AHL team for the Boston Bruins, and just one of the most articulate and hockey-minded people out there. You know, his answers weren't short and sweet. He wasn't a John Tortorella. He was just a very serious, um, I don't want to say a serious coach, but he knew what he was talking about, and he would break it down for you if you asked about it. So, of course, congratulations to him, but now on to the show after that long-winded intro. My goodness. So today we are doing the grading and evaluations of our forward group. And I have a grading system, and you're probably going to be a little confused as to why I decided to go off of one of the metrics that I did, and that's okay, because (laughs) I'm a little confused too. But, uh, so, like I said, we're going to do the forwards today, and for part of the evaluation, I did, obviously, points, goals, assists, but what I looked at also was the shooting percentage, and the years, like the year prior, the prior season's shooting percentage, because I feel like the biggest issue with this team was shooting the puck. And I mean that, I really do. And I know that people joke about yelling, shoot the puck at their television, but in all seriousness, I think that this team struggled with confidence to shoot the puck. So the grading system I chose was great, good, fair, poor, and bad. 
And we're going to start with uh, Michael Backlund. We're going in alphabetical order here. And we're going to get through as many as we can today. And then tomorrow I will have an episode ready to go for your morning commute as well. So, and this was a 10-game minimum. And let's just get into it. (laughs) So Michael Backlund played 54 games. He had a total of 32 points with 9 goals and 23 assists. He was below average in the shooting percentage. The shooting percentage, or sorry, the average shooting percentage in the league is a 9-4-6, and Backland was there with a 6-3. And last season, he had a 10.2. And yes, I know that they did play about 17, 15 to 17 more games last season than they did this year. And I think that it is so important for all of us to remember the things that, uh, you know, (laughs) going on. (laughs) And this season, uh, Michael Backlund actually welcomed his second child. So again, congratulations to him. And last year, his shooting percentage was a 10.2. And um, I honestly, I think he had a fair season. And I don't necessarily think that people give him a lot of credit because he does kind of blend in with that middle six but he does what he needs to do he goes out there and does what he needs to do you know he was an assist heavy player and I think that's who he is he is very much a dynamic player in the sense of being a playmaker and just a great guy on and off the ice (laughs) I know that this is on ice evaluations so like I said I will give him a good season and Dylan Dubé He played 51 games this season and had 22 points split between goals and assists with 11 and 11 with a 13-1 shooting percentage, which is an increase of 3.1% from last season. And Dylan Dubé is going to be a player that you're going to want to watch come next year. And that's because I really think that he is going to have that truly just breakout year now I'm not saying he's going to go out there and score 30 goals or even 20 goals but I think that we're going to watch him become a player that we are almost expecting him to be and I think that he's going to go out there and have you know 15 to 20 goals I think that he'll have you know if things align properly maybe a 35 point season 40 even probably more than that but I'm looking forward to see how Daryl Sutter utilizes him I think it's going to be very interesting and I would give him a good season you know he had a career high 11 goals he had a 17 percent sorry 17 yeah sorry 17 percent shooting 17 percent shooting percentage my goodness I could not get my words out today which is uh, basically doubling last year's 18, sorry, 8.6 percentage. So cheers to Dylan Dubé. And we absolutely look forward to the continue, continuous growth of this young star whose season was unfortunately ended by a nasty concussion. And of course, you know, we hope everybody's back on track for next year. So coming up next, we will take a look at some more forwards in the Calgary Flames roster. And before we do that, though, I must tell you about our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is one of the only 
protein bars, not even protein bars, like the one of the only healthy options out there that actually tastes like candy and just satisfies those cravings and your sweet tooth. So Built Bar is a protein bar. It is high in fiber, high in protein, low in sugar, low in carbs. It's great for anybody who is trying to lose weight, maintain weight, looking to grab something on the go, whether it be to your next doctor's appointment, uh, you know, in between jobs, or if you are just looking to satisfy that craving. So uh, you can head on over to builtbar.com and snag some of these delicious chocolate covered protein bars for 15% off when you use promo code LOCKED15 to get your next order of Built Bars. Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. That's J-E-S-S-B-E-L-M-O-S-T-O. Follow me there so we can continue these wonderful discussions. Alrighty, so kicking off this next group, we have the one and only Johnny Hockey, who played a complete season at 56 games with a total of 49 points, just shy of 20 goals with 19, and had 30 assists. You know, you absolutely love to see him have a season like he did. I think that there were moments where he did kind of fall off the radar And it's not because he wasn't playing well by any means. I think that he struggled. He was dealing with the transition of coaching once again and, of course, learning a new system or adjusting to a new system with, I just, ooh, man. You know, you just absolutely love to see what you get from him. And I believe I read y'all the wrong stat last Dylan Dubé's um, shooting percentage was a 13.1 to a, from a 10. And uh, Michael Backlund's I don't have for some reason and is a 10.2. So maybe I did read you the right stats. I'm so sorry. But Gaudreau had a major, major shift. He doubled his shooting percentage with a 17 from an 8.6 so you know you just love to see this you love to see him continue to grow and succeed with the Calgary Flames organizations and you know I think no matter what day of the week it is if it's sunny if it's rainy if it's snowy or hailing what day of the month what month whatever he will always be a subject of trade rumors so Again, you kind of have to take those for what they are, and unfortunately, um, that just seems to be another thing. I have seen him linked to Boston again, and I believe as well as the New York Rangers. Um, I don't think he's going anywhere. I jokingly tweeted uh, Johnny Gaudreau for, or sorry, Jake DeBrusque in a second for Johnny Gaudreau. Complete joke. I'm, I'm not serious. I think... Gaudreau is one of those players you need to keep around, obviously. So uh, for his grade, I would have to say he's, I think he had a great season. (laughs) I do. I think, you know, he, there's not, there's nothing in between good and great. So I'm going to give him great because I thought that he was very 
productive. I thought that he was great on the power play. I don't think that he was necessarily utilized in the best ways at times, but you know, there's there's always next season and I'm very much looking forward to another year under Daryl Sutter where um you know, he grows some more. And now we have Josh Levo who played 38 games. He missed, I believe it was 12 games with COVID. And obviously that's awful. He had nine points on the season with six goals and three assists. At one point in the season, I I didn't think he was going to score a goal. And that wasn't anything on his part. He was just hitting the post night after night. And they were really good scoring chances too. These weren't just, you know, sucky shots or anything like that. Like, Sometimes he was robbed. Sometimes he was (laughs) just, he met the post. And his shooting percentage actually increased by two points with a 12. I'm hoping that he is one of the players that Tree Living decides to bring back because I think that he is just absolutely, um, you know, one of those depth forwards that you need on your team. I think that he can go out there and you know, kill some minutes for you and um, just, you know, actually be worth something out there. Coming up next, we have Milan Lucic. That's a lie. We have Elias Lindholm, who played a full season of 56 games with a total of 47 points. So, you know, something that I meant to mention with Gaudreau is that he had a, nearly a point a game same here with uh, Lindholm and, you know, <laughs> uh, Gaudreau actually led the team in points with 49, and Lindholm was not far behind him with 47. He had 19 goals, 28 assists, with a decrease in shooting percentage, going from a 17.2 to a 14.6. So this is what I'm going to say here. Stop talking about trading Elias Lindholm. He is a great player. He is a dynamic two-way forward who, that's your first line center, okay? The only way that you are going to get better than him is if you you sign Patrice Bergeron or, like, somehow trade for Jack Eichel. And, yes, there are a lot of great number one centers out there but considering what you're working with in the cap space and what you have for you know four million dollars you need to appreciate that because anyone else would be paying him close to double or at least like two to three million dollars more so Elias and home is an absolute beast of a top line center and there's who are you gonna slot in there Sean Monaghan you're joking right Sean Monahan is your top line center. Okay, get a grip, people. Um, anyways, fantastic two-way forward. He is one of those players that you can count on for nearly a goal a night. He is averages pretty much a point a night out there and can always count on him for an assist, multiple assists a night. I think that he is a fantastic player and a key part of the Flames and I'm going to have to give him a great season. And he 
is one of the players that will not ever be appreciated enough in this organization. And, you know, if he's here for um, the rest of his career or even, you know, another five, six years, like past, you know, if he resigns and whatnot, I think that, <laughs> I, I really do think that he will be one of the most underrated players. Now I have Milan Lucic and well, he also played a complete season, which is absolutely fantastic for a guy of his age. And I hate saying that because he's he's not old in like regular people terms, but in hockey, he's getting up there. He had 23 points this season. Yes, Milan Lucic had 23 points. The man who was considering retiring last year is he had himself a season. He had 10 goals with 13, a th- 13 assists, and his shooting percentage was a 13.5, and that is the best that he has had in his career since 2013 while he was still on the Bruins. And uh, that's that's a long time. That's eight years. So to go from a 9.6 to a 13.5 is fantastic. I think that it goes to show you just how talented um, the players around him are as well, as well as, you know, he's still got a little bit left in the tank. Seattle, if you are listening and would like to take one Milan Lucic, I highly recommend it. Would love to see that. I think he would be a great veteran presence in your locker room. Please let me know. Give me a call. You have my Twitter. (laughs) Um, No, but in all seriousness, I think that that was such, it was such a good season for Lucic and I'm gonna give him a, a good I you know I was impressed with what we saw from him in many aspects and I won't lie and say that you know I was fully disappointed in him um, yes he took some bad penalties yes there were times where I wish he would have just stayed quiet and had his teammates back but alas he did what he needed to do And coming up next, we are going to talk about a few more forwards before we move on and have a a wonderful end of our show. I can't believe it. I'm recording at about 19 minutes, and I feel like I've only been talking for five. Unbelievable. But before we talk about, um, you know, the, the... the sweet stuff to wrap it up. I do need to talk about the sweet stuff of Bet Online AG. Bet Online AG is the number one trusted source here for sports betting at the Locked On Network, where we just absolutely love checking their website for those live updates. Where uh, you know, Game Four of the Stanley Cup's going on right now. Some of us probably put some money on that. Um, you know, the NBA finals are right around the corner. Uh, you know, basketball, the Olympics, everything. I, I think it's so exciting to just be able to <laughs> sweat out a basketball game or a hockey game for something other than emotional investment. 
And yes, money. So head on over to Bet Online AG today and sign up for your free account and use promo code LOCKED ON for a 50% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit. Head on over to Bet Online AG, sign up for that free account, and use promo code LOCKED ON for that 50% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit. It's just jumping in here to remind you all to listen and subscribe to Locked on Flames wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are on multiple, multiple streaming platforms. So I know that we're out there on Audible, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever. <laughs> I know that we're there. So yes, thank you all. Alrighty, so we are going to wrap up this round of forwards and of course wrap up today's episode so we've got sean monahan who clocked in 50 times for the calgary flames this season with a total of 28 points his season did end a few games early due to needing another hip surgery so i'm a little bit curious to see how his injury impacted his season he had 10 goals and 18 assists and a shooting percentage of 10.2 which is a decrease from 13.3 i might catch a little heat for this but i don't think that sean monahan is a bad center when he is healthy and he is feeling a hundred percent he is a good center the issue is that he either has a line mate that is too good to be on his line and one that looks like they should probably be playing in a local beer league and I'm sorry Brett Ritchie honey you're coming up right around the corner I gotta talk about you but having Brett Ritchie on his line really didn't do anything for him and once uh Daryl Sutter split up Sean Monaghan and Gaudreau I thought that both of them were playing better and it's just one of those experiments that needs to happen and I have a very strong feeling here that they are not going to be trading him this offseason you are not going to get a good trade value for a player who had season ending hip surgery especially as a center (laughs) you know (laughs) come on guys like use your head a little bit I see these conversations all the time and I am very confused as to why you think that you could trade him right now but I would give him a fair season like he's in between fair and good I just I think that he was dealing with something and he probably played through his injury a lot longer than we realize and that is not very good and not very good for the uh you know team doctors to once again let him do that but alas I am just your everyday podcaster, not a doctor. So we are going to round out the show with these final two players, uh, former Bruins. You know, seems like a good page to end off on, and we will finish 
the rest on tomorrow's episode. So keep you hanging on by a thread. And, uh, or cliffhanger? Oh my god, I'm a mess. I'm sorry. So, Joakim Nordstrom, who is going to be playing over in the KHL now, or the Swedish Hockey League, I do not remember. Pretty sure it's the Swedish Hockey League. Um, played 44 games this season. I wouldn't have guessed that because I thought that he was invisible most nights out there, to be completely honest. He had seven points with a singular goal that came like right at the very end of the season. He has seen a significant drop-off since joining the Flames, going from an 8.2 shooting percentage to a 2-2 shooting percentage. Um, My... You know, this one this one stinks because I was so excited for Nordy to join the Flames. I thought that he was going to be fantastic on the penalty kill. I thought that he was going to be the same Nordy that I saw in Boston that helped that bottom six get to Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final. I thought that he was going to be an intricate role on this team. And unfortunately, for whatever reason it was, he just wasn't there. And, you know, for that, I really do have to give him, like, a bad season. And I hate doing that. I was hoping I wasn't going to have to hand any out. But, unfortunately, Nordstrom gets the more than likely the only um, bad of the season. And I wish him luck in his future endeavors in his professional hockey career. Um, Yeah, it, it stinks. It really does. And now we have my best friend, Brett Ritchie, who played 32 games with the Flames. He was originally signed to a PTO, and then they signed him to a contract. He had eight points on the season, four goals, four assists, with a shooting percentage of 11. And that is um, going up from his 5.9 the previous year. So I think one of the things you have to look at when you're talking about Brett Ritchie is his fluctuating career and how he will be in the NHL and then be sent down to the AHL. And I... He was never going to be a 20-goal scorer for any team. He is a third, fourth-line grinder. He is out there to maybe score goals, throw some hits, and just kill minutes. (laughs) That is Brett Ritchie. And unfortunately, when you have a player like that on your second line, you are not going to be setting anybody up for success. So, uh you know, Brett Ritchie is fast. I think that he did bring a lot of speed to the team. I think that I don't want to say a lot of speed to the team because that is a lie, but I do think that he added an element of speed, especially in his first few games with the team. I thought that he looked good, but uh, overall, I would say he was fair. So, you know, good for everybody who uh, survived this this season and also made it through this episode of locked on flames and i will wrap up tomorrow's episode with three more forwards and we're going to talk about the stanley cup because game four is going on right now and 
I probably won't have an end result for you during the show because I'm pre-recording because I'm going on vacation to Vermont. I'm going camping for a night and I'm just going to try to disconnect. So that is all I have for you today. Thank you all so much for tuning into yet another episode of Lockdown Flames. Absolutely loving that there are more Calgary Flames podcasts uh, kind of sprouting out of the woodwork, but y'all come back time and time again to listen to me, little old Jess. So thank you again so much, and you can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto, and of course on Instagram at Jess Belmosto as well, and I will catch y'all later. Bye-bye.